0: Greetings fellow wanderers in the fourth dimension, you're listening to The great Show in the Galaxy. I'm Mike Shizema and today we're talking about The Girl Who Died and The Woman Who Lived. Mmm,
1: Prince Charming, Prince Charming. <laughs> it's just the, the beginning of the, the Woman Who Lived, just uh, as soon as I saw it, it was basically the and Adamant music video. So <laughs> yeah, I was uh, singing that all day yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what do you make of it? Um, I think
0: when we said with this one, because... It's kind of a two-parter, but they're two sort of separate stories, although mm-hmm. they are connected. I think maybe it'd be a good idea to start with the girl who died. And mm. I have to say, I wasn't expecting it to be as comedic as it actually was. That's true, actually. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I appreciated it. It was. Uh, it was quite interesting that went that wrote. Um, and I think it's sort of. I, I don't know whether that was on purpose to make uh, the ending a little bit more shocking. Mm. But um from all the, the, the I think the next time trailer pictured it as a, like being like quite a, a serious ish episode.
1: Yeah, um so I was I, I was I must say that sort of going on to the woman who lived, I mm-hmm. think the kind of the swerve from the tone mm-hmm. of the first episode to the next yeah. I think was quite quite remarkable actually. Especially there's that scene where um they're talking about her children. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow, that was brutal. Yeah. Uh, so um, the first, of the, the first of this or sort of two parter, um, I must say, um, I I enjoyed it more than I think anyone has. You know, it, it's got it, it was more enjoyable than I think it's got any right being actually. I mm. think. Um, I mean, I must say, I sort of went into this sort of not. Not really thinking too much about it. If it, if you see what I mean, it was. Okay. Um, I just thought, okay, it's going to be kind of a, a middle, middle sort of story. Mm-hmm. I mean, after we've had kind of all the the big stuff of the first two, and then we had sort of a more return to how what we expect from two parters in the last two part. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I did sort of think, and especially when you sort of have that first scene where you have the Vikings coming out, and you know all the the sonic sunglasses getting smashed, and it's obviously they're going for a more light tone. Or what mm-hmm. seems to be a more light tone to begin with, I I did sort of think, mm, okay, we are just we're going to have sort of a um, sort of a robots of Sherwood vibe from this one.
0: Yeah, I think that's what they were kind of aiming for with this one.
1: Mm. Um, so uh, going into it, I, I must say, I mean, I sort of my expectations kind of lowered from the sort of the pre-credit sequence, if you like. Mm. But I think it, it really surprised me by how um, effective it was and how much I enjoyed it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I must say that I think that the casting of Maisie Williams in this in this two-parter was kind of a masterstroke. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she had to take a lot of the weight of these two episodes and um, she did it admirably. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of strange because when I think
0: about uh, watching the girl who died, she, she doesn't seem to be in it that much. Do you, do you know what I mean? Although she's yeah. sort of like the, the star like guest player, she's very much on the sidelines. Mm. Um, yeah she
1: is um so especially in the in that first part of it yeah um she she does come across as a bit part player Mm. um but yeah how how much you you sort of get invested in her though i think is is kind of a tribute to her Mm because i mean you you could so go with maybe anyone in that in that village or um maybe just she would just want to be disposable cannon fodder i think Mm -hmm. in uh, any other episode that when she dies at the end of the episode, um, you were just, it would be one of those episodes where the doctor goes, okay, you know, lost another one and then move on sort of thing. Yeah. But you know, it's, it was quite remarkable that, you know, we went through this whole thing of, you know, saving her and, you know, that sparks off the next, that sparks off the rest of the episodes. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think I say it's a tribute to Maisie Williams that you, you're so sort of into her character, even though she's, not really much in it. Mm. Yeah, but
0: um, yeah, the, she really sort of goes for it when you get to the woman who lived because it's really more about mm. her. Oh um, yeah, it is. And it's, it's sort of like interesting the way she sort of like, like plays the shield as she is in that episode, because for all that she says, you know, she's detached and all that. And there she is to a certain degree, but there's, there's one bit um, where she's heading out for Sam the Swift's Execution to mm. start plans, and uh, the guards have called the doctor as uh, as uh, as a highwayman. and she says although although this is like in a like a, a heel turn, mm. she still says, "Oh no, he doesn't need to be executed." So to a degree, she still cares, but she's got this; she's put the such so many defenses. Um, do you know what I mean? But because she mm. has to, she has to really. It's it's really the woman who lived is very much. It's like it's like a mirror holding a mirror up to the doctor. Mm. And how so like he goes in one direction and she's the other. Like they're the polar opposites.
1: Yeah, very much so. I think it was really what I really loved about it actually was kind of the doctor's response to her. Because it would be so easy to just sort of lay this on as a doctor guilt trip and Mm -hmm. all the stuff that comes with it, but the fact that he at one point says, "Well, look, why should I have to be responsible for for you? Essentially, you know, why should I? You know, why is that my fault that you've become this way?" Mm -hmm. If you see what I mean, I mean I'm sort of paraphrasing what he says, but I did I did quite like it because I think that the previous two doctors, especially, would have gone uh, 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 and you know just sort of eaten that guilt whereas yeah. the 12th doctor actually says no this is on you mm-hmm. you have made this choice to to shut down emotionally as much as i think you know anyone could understand mm-hmm. her perspective i mean how are you i mean again that that scene where she's crying over the cribs of her dead children yeah i mean jesus christ i mean anyone would yeah you know shut them maybe she'd shut down because it just it hurts too much and she's like over over the 800 years or so of her life mm-hmm. up to that point i mean you know, it's that sort of what they call compassion fatigue yeah you just you just run out of fucks to give mm-hmm. you know yeah <laughs> and and she's saying that's you know because it's that thing that the doctor experiences she's just run out of the ability to relate to anybody mm-hmm. and so she's kind of withdrawn into herself so much um and yeah it's it's quite interesting that i think it's it's sort of a comment as well on the human mind is just not capable of mm. dealing with what she's had to deal with as an extremely long lived being mm-hmm. i did quite like
0: that bit where it, she has like these like wall-to-wall books of like mm. her journals and stuff because as she says physically she's immortal but her brain doesn't like work like in the same manner she forgets stuff and mm. so she so she writes it down to sort of like so she doesn't really forget anything, mm. but she doesn't she doesn't retain it either. And um, I always thought it was interesting that uh, it was mentioned that there were pages ripped out and there had been tears on one of the remaining pages, but nothing mm-hmm. was said as to what what happened. What well, exactly there. that was? Yeah, yeah. because it, because it, that was traumatizing enough for her to rip the pages out of the book and cry over it, but she still retained the pages of her children dying.
1: What the hell was that? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I like, I think it was. Uh, if I had a criticism of the way that they did that, mm-hmm. I would say it was a little bit. I was. I think the writing was a little bit confused as to sort of her her knowledge level, right? Um, because obviously, in the time that she's lived, she's become expert in many things mm. because she's had the time to do so. But it, I think they couldn't quite make their minds up as to like how. Um, how advanced to write her because mm-hmm. although she's, you know, nearly a thousand years old, mm-hmm. she still only lived from the Viking days up till the sixth of the 17th century. Yeah. So I think they couldn't quite become that she mentions one point of uh, curing scarlet fever in, in a village. Yeah. And you think, well, how did she do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously she's had time to study medicine or something like that, but she's only got that, that le- knowledge level. I mean, it's not like yeah. that. She's the doctor and has, many thousands of years beyond any advanced knowledge mm-hmm. so i think they got a little bit janky yeah. about how to write that yeah
0: i mean it's because you know i mean obviously I, i'm not a doctor um but I'm, I'm not sure like how scarlet fever would have been cured but it's it it like takes like actual medical advances, and it's entirely possible that she could have like stumbled across it herself during her hundreds of years Mm. But it's it's it still-
1: like she accidentally you know she came across penicillin in the yeah, yeah. in her time. I mean that's not. I mean it was known of in the Arab world mm-hmm. before it was discovered in inverted commas by the west. I mean, in the Western world, mm. um, it was definitely known of. But it's just little. Th- I think it was just a little bit problematic for me. Yeah. I mean. Um, you know, I don't want to be one of those spods who's like, oh, you know, when did uh, when did they start using dad to mean father? At some, you know, I, I don't know if it was at that point in history and things like that, but yeah. I think it... and you know, there's one point where the doctor says, "I oh, will do this," and she says, "Okay." Mm. So I don't know if she's picking up off his off his uh, speaking style, but it's just I think they they just couldn't quite. It, it, I think if you sit and analyze it, yeah, they couldn't quite get to it. I mean, there's a thing about um you know that she mastered the longbow Mm -hmm. and things like that but i just think love you darling but you're surely not strong enough to pull that thing i don't care (laughs) how many hours of training you've had Mm. and they think that people who who did that had you know massively deformed huge right shoulders and stuff because they have the power to pull it back and stuff like Mm. that so you know it's very cool and i understand where they were going with it but i just i think they got a bit mixed up with it because she's not the doctor no even you know, because a long life doesn't necessarily mean the same thing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but those little niggles aside, mm-hmm. I think you could. I mean, oh, for me, the performance between those two mm. just smoothed smoothed all that out so beautifully. Mm-hmm. It could have been such a. It, it, it's a really basic. It's not such a basic premise, but it's. It wasn't a very complicated story, and neither these stories were very complicated at all. No. Um, but the the performances made them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, especially that that bit at the end where they're, they're chatting about you know they both expe- they've both got you know pretty much unlimited lifespans barring accidents, mm. and they say, you know we we can't travel together because we become so dispassionate to the rest of everything else that we lose mm. sight of who we are, and that's yeah. why we need these people who have such short, fragile lives, you know the mayfly uh, mm. analogy, to keep us grounded
1: yeah I so say the, the closest thing I could when I was thinking about this last night before before obviously before we've recorded mm-hmm. um the, the closest analogy I could come up with was how I mean this is awful but it's how that we how we have pets mm-hmm. that we, we choose to have you know companionship of animals for sort of the same reason almost yeah that um, obviously for for many reasons but quite a lot that as well mm-hmm. they it's that sort of unconditional joy of life thing that mm-hmm. makes having a cat or a dog or anything like that any even non-fluffy animals you know so lovely mm-hmm. but it's hard to think about that in relation to a doctor and companion relationship because you don't want to think of the doctor having pets
0: yeah i mean thing, uh, i think it's maybe alluded to previously in the series i can't think mm-hmm. where exactly but it's i'm sure it has been it's, yeah yeah it's, it's yeah, uh, there's i'm a sure it has titles. been yeah um, one thing I do want to bring up about the girl who died is we finally sort of get the revelation back from Deep Breath, where the doctor wonders where he got his face from. Mm. And while I don't have a problem of the the, the reasoning behind it, I don't know, it seems a bit out of place. It seems it seems like more of a thing it's kind of like how we were saying uh, Magician's Apprentice which is familiar, it seemed more like a season ending story. Yeah that revelation seemed more like something that they would see at like the, the last episode of the series. Mm. And even then it's sort of like, I don't know. It's, it's a bit weird because yeah, it's,
1: it's the right thing, but it,
0: it's also it's like shades of the time Lord victorious again.
1: It, it It was. Yeah. Especially that, like that, that end sequence mm-hmm. where the doctor makes the decision to bring her back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it was very like that. Yeah. And, um, I say I do like that obviously we get the reference back. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah I, d- I did wonder if we are we are we creeping down that that road again. Mm. And I don't know how on board I am with that because I feel like we we've done that. Yeah. We've explored that um pretty thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean obviously what's interesting about um about the end of this series or the end of these two episodes is that how how are they I think that obviously they sort of left it hanging with with uh, a shielder mm-hmm. um, they say that shot right at the end where you have Clara you know with in, in when she's in the selfie yeah standing by and you get that sort of very ambiguous kind of last little bit of a uh, dialogue in in the bar mm-hmm Um, A a lot of people were sort of saying about, is she the hybrid that that gets mentioned in the first two episodes? But I do wonder, is she the Minister of War? That's kind of where I'm leaning, because especially
0: when you see her expression in the selfie. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's there's something slightly sinister about it.
1: Yeah, can I? I just I just want to say as well, Maisie Williams I think is like the eyebrow master
0: because
1: mm. she has got that answer. <laughs> I mean, because I think one of my favourite bits in, the, in this whole of this two parter was that very last shot of um, the girl who died. Yeah, where it, the camera is, you know, because you've got yeah. all that night day night day, and the camera's whizzing round her, and her, her expression goes from like joy to sadness, then to like, you know i wouldn't call it malice but it's like that sort of ambiguous kind of arched eyebrow kind of expression mm-hmm. and she is like she has got that down yeah. and yeah i thought that was that was a really great um way i mean just to to obviously it's a credit to acting just to be able to get those ideas across just with sort of three facial expressions mm-hmm. and it's
0: not it's, it's very subtle as well the shift but you mm-hmm. can tell it It can like tell it what's happening so especially it's like at the very end, where it's close up, and she sort of got she's got the dull eyes. I think that's mm. where it is, because she's sort of it's gone from like wonder. It's like oh yes, I'm alive, and then sadness, and then it's just sort of like it's just she's got it, like we've said, she's just getting weary about it.
1: Yeah, she's just sort of shut down mm-hmm. emotionally. Um, yeah, it's. It, I, I think it, again, it's a credit to her, and um, as well, I think that uh, we'll talk about this a, a bit more extensively in a second, but where you've got an episode where Clara isn't in it for 95% of the episode yeah. um and you didn't miss her really No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> sorry Jenna. Um, sorry Jenna, love you, but um I think that, you know, your your crown was somewhat usurped this mm. one.
0: Yeah. Um
1: but uh, I do want
0: to bring up uh, the Maya because it's quite an mm. interesting uh, concept. Because, yes, obviously they the great these great warriors, and the the suits were actually nicely like chunky mm. and sort of clunky. Um, I don't know about like the the faces underneath mm. that they were they're a bit dodgy CGI. But what I quite like is how they sort of like come undone because it's more about it's not they don't like beat them in a straight up fight. They trick them and it, they sort of like make them lose face.
1: Yeah. I did. I did like that alternative to getting rid of them. Mm. Um, I thought it was quite an interesting how they chose their appearance because, sort of Norse and Greek mythology, you're in my wheelhouse now, sort of thing. So yeah. I was, I was digging that. I mean, obviously the appearance of sort of false Odin. <laughs> he's a much more convincing false Odin than the Doctor is because he's got the eye missing, mm-hmm. and I'm sure if memory serves, Odin was also missing an eye after I think like a raven ripped it out or something. Yeah ladybird book of Th- Norse Miss coming back to me yeah
0: um, but even that was like slightly comical because the way it's like it's done it's very sort of Monty Python and the Holy Grail
1: it was actually Do you yeah. know what I
0: mean <laughs>
1: it was yeah. it was um, a bit like you know like that scene where they're talking about hanging the witch is like if it weighs the same as a plank of wood <laughs> oh no it's, 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 it's the same as a duck, duck then she's made of wood was, that's right yeah really was a A witch yeah Um. I mean I did I did quite like the you know it's a pretty good strategy and you know it's one of those nice sort of again a villain that you could make endless bank out of Mm -hmm. is kind of a one and done type thing you know yeah this sort of this gross sort of person who goes around sucking up testosterone and things (laughs) I mean that's gross but you know to just sort of have like right that's that's the idea for this episode and we just sort of (laughs) done with it you know mm.
0: yeah yeah oh, very also very reminiscent slightly of the uh, captain from the pirate planets
1: yeah actually quite reminiscent of that very um street. talking of old who got a big old shout out for the visitation in this one yes amazing mm. I love yeah that got here. that got a big pop in the foster household <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: um, Yeah. so I think lots of people were very very happy with that. I mean, I don't know how, f- how uh, ethical it is, the Doctor cluing her into future events. Well, I don't know. Again, it's sort of that not not quite sure about where we're pitching mm. her level of knowledge again. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we're talking about sort of one-off villains. Mm-hmm. What about old bloody Lion-O from... Uh...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I-, I was half expecting him to reveal him to be a Tharal from warrior's Gate? yeah
1: actually that that might have been might have been uh, sensible actually but again how much how much sort of looking inwards do you want to do that's mm. the problem that's we've already, already had a big thing about the pteroleptils in the in the episode so mm. um yeah it's, i
0: don't it's a very sort of his sort of kind of sort of yeah they're they're more one and done because mm. There wasn't like very much to the uh, woman who lived was very much more sort of character piece, and it's like the, the alien was sort of incidental to the plot. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, very nice prosthetics. Oh, uh, yeah, look great. Yeah, very convincing. Mm-hmm. But
1: overall, eh, yeah, yeah. I mean, just I mean, obviously, he was it was one of those ones who's literally just there to, yeah create the problem that we need for Mm -hmm. to solve to make the episode go yeah it really wasn't the point of um the show i mean it's sort of the same again with the Maya. Mm
0: -hmm. it
1: was they're they're just things that move the plot forward so i think your level of buy-in to it Mm -hmm. again i think it entirely hinges on capaldi on coleman on williams yeah
0: yeah and I i think that's kind of i don't know well, I think i buy the Meyer slightly more
1: than I did Lionel. <laughs> i am calling him Lionel now. Yeah. I just forgot his... I mean, that's the problem. They're just... Uh, he was just a little bit ordinary apart from, mm-hmm. you know, being a Lion man. Yeah. I mean, I, I
0: kind of wonder whether it would have... Things might have been served better if, uh, like, he hadn't been there and the um, shoulder, or Lady Mia, she went by that by that mm-hmm. time. Was just like up to something else. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, It's so. I mean, you can sort of like understand the Maya being there because you know Ashilda pretty much like spilled the pint. You know, it's uh, metaphorically speaking, like the like Clara actually could have pretty much had that in the bag. They could have gone away, but
1: yeah, she almost had it. She was she was tiptoeing up to the finish line, Mm -hmm. and then you know Ashilda kind of bombed it into the toilet. Thanks for that very much. I'm, I'm, I was going to say. I must say, I did like that little Clara, that little Clara speech there. She almost mm-hmm. had it in the bag. Yeah, and it's, again, it's the,
0: it's the it's Clara becoming the Doctor again. Yeah,
1: absolutely, it was. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I must say, um, I'm deeply I did, I, as much as Clara wasn't in that first episode uh, or, or the second episode. I mean, mm-hmm. I did quite like that little that little scene right at the end in the Tardis mm-hmm.
0: of.
1: Uh, you know, I, I, I do sort of. I think that their relationship is much is much better now. Yes. Um. Sort of things have things have you know improved a lot and convincingly so for me. Mm-hmm. You buy I, I buy this version of their relationship much more, and I think that the changes they've made to the Doctor's character. Mm-hmm. It's like there was a there was a vanity fair piece uh which was getting tweeted around and put on Facebook and stuff uh, that came out mm-hmm. on the on the Sunday following the um following the late, the episode right. um saying you know that the doctor's got his groove back and all that and they were sort of noting that they've made the doctor much less severe his clothes are much less severe now and mm-hmm. his hair's all like fluffed up and Yeah. You know that we've got he. You know, is the sunglasses and you know the the much more the much more um, sort of touchy feet not t- touchy feet exactly, but much more cuddly version of the twelfth Doctor. I mean, I understand where they were going with the the last series, but I think mm. that they've been wise to really pull that back.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I, I, it's, it's, it's still like moments of like harshness to him. Mm. Um, it's not severe, so but I can. It's strange, I don't know whether, I'm, I don't know, I'm slight, I really so slightly feel the movies are going a bit too far. Too far a, the other way. The other way. Right. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's not to say it's bad, like I say. It's just, I I, I don't know, I think I I just wanted to look a little bit more the the sharpness, I think. Mm. Just to sort of, like, offset the, mm, I, I, that's not really making much sense, is it, I'm afraid, sorry.
1: No, no. I think I think, it, I think it, what you're sort of coming up to is I think the sort of the same feeling that I think a lot of people, lot of fans, sort of Capital F fans who've been around for a long time, mm-hmm. are sort of are sort of feeling the same thing. It's the, the the doctors, the way the doctors being pitched at the moment is not quite what not quite what they expected. I think. Mm-hmm. Because um, I think that there is sort of, you know, if we've got the harsh doctor at one end and the cuddly mm. doctor at the other end, mm-hmm. we're sort of in the middle now. But yeah. I think that there's a lot of people who would like it, kind of a third back again towards harsh.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 strange. I mean, I don't think they're going like full cuddly doctor. No, no. Yeah, it's I think it's.
1: But I think that everything I think, uh, I think yeah. the things that people complained about with eleven and ten
0: mm-hmm. it's, yeah it's, uh, it's, it's, it's creeping in again. Yeah, it's coming back a little bit. Yeah. I think it's sort of like the production team realised how they went like too far the wrong way. Mm. In that and maybe I think they're overcorrecting slightly. Yes. I
1: yeah. think
0: that's what it is.
1: I think there is an overcorrection. Um but I think that there is I think that they're sort of going towards this thing of, I think that the the doctor now is sort of, I can see that there's going to be an impasse coming between him and Clara again, Mm -hmm. because he's keeping secrets again.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, because he's worried about a a shielder. He's worried about what Clara's what's happening in Clara's head Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. So I think that, you know, all that stuff is sort of inside of him, and I can see that there is going to be—they're going to come to an impasse again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's like, a, it's like I think what we're saying. Um, I was, was it the last
0: episode or the episode before. Like, I get a feeling that he kind of knows what's coming
1: with mm. Clara. Yeah,
0: Maybe he's like seeing the future, or knows how it unravels, and yes, but he obviously he can't like really say anything.
1: Yeah, but I mean, at the moment, she's behaving like when you watch a horror
0: movie—the
1: mm-hmm. one you're going dead as soon as you see yeah. him on the screen. This is how <laughs> she's being at the moment.
0: Yeah, yeah, um,
1: yeah. It's uh, so you can see that there's 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 blood in the water. I think at this mm-hmm. point, it's it's not looking good. I think yeah. there's some some awfulness is is sort of in the in the offing. I think it. it I feel like, I mean, because they've sort of pre-warned us that it's going to be kind of super bad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, it, yeah, it's feeling super bad at the moment. Yeah. I just I don't know if it's because I'm in a pessimistic frame of mind right now. But, yeah, it's feeling like mm, mm-hmm. tears before bedtime, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it was, quite, it was quite odd how... I mean, I do wonder if they've sort of... Now that they've kind of admitted, yes, she is going... Having yeah. a whole episode without her has kind of left them open for a bit of a critical kick in. Mm. Because, I mean, you know, I think it was a resounding, like, oh, I, you know, I'm sad she's back from a lot of people that I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say, I think as well, something else that sort of popped up when I was sort of browsing around on Facebook after the episode was that I think, again, there is this abiding feel uh, from sort of real old school fans mm-hmm. of like, what are all these feels doing in my program? Yeah. I just... It's like, I just want them to go and kick the shit out of some aliens or, you know, go and run and jump and have explosions and, you know, the doctor quips and, you know, then with one mighty bound, they're free and all that stuff. Mm. You know, get all these feelings out of my show.
0: Yeah. Um... <laughs> yeah, I <and> it's. <sighs> Uh, th- that's the thing though with dr who these days certainly these days is much more of a drama than it ever has been oh yeah absolutely it is but i think that's like it's it's more for the better because you know if you don't have like character moments i mean even the even the bit um where sam the swift is sort of like playing to the crowd before he to try and like get out of his try all well, he's not trying to get out of it he's trying to like stay his execution delay it, yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's funny, but it's also very desperate at the same time, which obviously it is. Yeah. Um, but it's the sort of thing you'd never really see in Classic Who. I mean, maybe it's not even like Tom Baker's time. I mean, no. the only sort of like thing it's even slightly comparable is when the Doctor's doing tricks for the gods of Ragnarok in The Great Show <laughs> of the Galaxy.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's
0: just buying time.
1: Just buying time. Yeah, I mean, it was... It, I'll say, I think it was... I must say, I think Rufus Hound, actually, although I sort of think he's a bit, you know, he's he's not the world's greatest actor, mm-hmm. bless you. I mean, he is a comedian, and that's what they used him for, to yeah. do the gags, you know, and fair enough for that. Mm-hmm. But I think they actually, he was actually quite good at getting that sort of desperation into his
0: yeah, to his uh, portrayal. Yeah, and trying to, like, squash it so it doesn't, it doesn't show. Mm, absolutely. I have to be honest, I completely forgot Rufus Hound was even in this.
1: Yeah, that, that sort was- of beard stash thing he had going on. I mean, it was uh, not not his usual hair color, so it wasn't really yeah. obviously him. Um, again, just for like a just they sort of tend to use comedians and or sort of moderately famous comic actors for these sort of little bit parts these mm-hmm. days. And you know, I think it works quite well. Yeah, I can't I can't really you know fault them for the casting or anything like that. So yeah, pretty good. I mm-hmm. um, say so I think we sort of obviously. That it was quite um, quite unusual that the that we're sort of talking a lot about the second episode, and for me, I think the second episode was quite a lot. I, I enjoyed it more than I did the girl who died, mm. which I think is it's, quite unusual.
0: Yeah, I think it's because it was like more too. It's more mm. sort of about it's the more fallout. meat in there. Yeah, you get your teeth into it more. Yeah, it's more about the fallout. So, mm. like, girl who girl who died was very much just like the setup, and it's like I mean, don't get me wrong, I did laugh like during The Girl Who Died. man, I think that's kind of, like, what makes, like, A shield's Death, like, much more, it's like, oh, okay. But at the same time, it wasn't that shocking because obviously the title of it is The Girl Who Died. Mm. You know, um... But you I mean, might as well the, call it Spoiler Alert, the episode. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the bit where, um, you've got the... the the hemopho- the, the hemophobe You know, he upgraded his uh, phobia.
1: I did like that bit where he sort (laughs) of smash cut to chaos. I did did like that. <laughs> I mean, I did as well, you know, sort of the lineup of the doctor trying to teach them how to fight, you know, and mm. he's giving them all like, ZZ Top and yeah. Lofty and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't be bothered to learn their actual names and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I mean, but it was, I think that they, it was quite an interesting balance of that comedy stuff, which was mm-hmm. genuinely funny, mm-hmm. and then balancing it with like the real drama stuff. Yeah. Like the stuff where the doctor's speaking baby. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's, it's kind of interesting because that was like very much a throwaway gag in like, uh, uh, closing time. Mm. Um, but here, I mean, it's, it's strange. It's strange one because yes, it's gr- very, great drama when, you know, when Capaldi's translating, but at mm. the same time, he's translating a baby. Yeah. There's, a, there's something slightly, something, something about it. It's just like, it's, it's like a bit of a dissonance to it. Well, it's, it's great performance from Capaldi, you know, like I say. But all all the time, I was thinking of that, and I, I was loving his acting. But at the same time, he's like he's translating a baby.
1: Yeah, that sort of absurdity of it. Yeah, and the, yeah, the the um the end solution of using electric eels. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't get more Doctor Who than that, really, can you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Electric eels. Fine. Clear, yeah. It? I'll go with it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> why right. not? And you know that that sort of you. Know... <laughs> Again, this, we talked about the, the the solution of making them lose face as opposed to just trying to kill them all. Mm-hmm. I I did like that.
0: Yeah, well, it was a much better alternative than, you know, basically, they're going to get slaughtered. Massacre.
1: <laughs> yeah, which it, it would have been. It would have been a bloodbath both sides, mm-hmm. essentially. So, yeah, I mean, I was, I mean, um, I know that they sort of, Tried to stress that this wasn't really a two-parter in capital letters. It was more just kind of they were sort of spiritually linked, if you like. Yeah, it's much
0: more um, s- much more less like the the like old serial style of you know William Hartnell's time in
1: mm-hmm. Doctor
0: Who, where it's where basically one story ends and it pretty much starts up the other at the very end. You know, mm-hmm. so like you have you know the end of an uh, Unearthly Child Part Four where they land on this new planet and they head outside and he just close zooms in on the uh, the TARDIS Geiger counter and it's like the needle starts burying itself mm. you know and that leads into the the dead planet but although it's like it's though it's strictly speaking not a two-parter they close it with two B continued
1: yeah indeed I mean because I was gonna say they were trying to sort of settle that line but I mean I don't really buy it for a moment it no. was it was definitely a two-parter to mm-hmm. me yeah um so yeah and i mean it was but it was interesting in that you can't really say oh i mean although i sort of enjoyed one episode over the other it wasn't it it doesn't feel the same way as we normally regard other two-parters yeah because they were still quite distinct stories yes i was just about to say that there's still two separate stories
0: Mm. with with one sort of narrative like it is 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 very much like more like a serial
1: Yeah, it was, and um, I think uh, I mean again, your mileage will vary with this, but I'm I think it's worked magnificently so far these past six weeks. Mm. It's given them the chance to sort of expand these stories out, yeah, um, and sort of really get their teeth into the idea much more sort of wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's been a really successful approach so far. Oh yes, I mean because we've still got I mean we've still got like two standalone stories coming up and
0: Mm. still two two two-parters. So, you know, we can can only see where it goes.
1: Yeah. But I mean, for me so far, it's definitely, it's worked out much better than I thought it would have done. Yeah. Yeah. Because I really, because after that first part, especially, I thought, oh, now they're going to really run out of steam. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: It's almost like they planned this.
1: Yeah, it's almost like, I mean, that's the nice thing about (laughs) sort of knowing how much how how many episodes you've got mm-hmm. and also being sort of reasonably certain that there will be some sort of next series, even if it's not 12 or 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be surprised if there was a completely blank year next year, mm-hmm. even if it's only specials, the fact that you know that you're, you've got some, you've got something mm-hmm. after this and you know how many episodes you've got, mm-hmm. you can take advantage of that knowledge and really build. Yeah. And I think that it's they, they say this sort of medium in doing it in two part chunks mm-hmm. I think has been quite a lot more successful than having the season long sort of super arc. Yeah.
0: I mean we've still got the 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 workings of an arc because you've mm. got we've got like little mentions here and things. There's but little
1: threads, but it's not like how we how we like usually have,
0: yeah. have. It's not yeah. like we'll have like the one big one. It's like a few things where could like could it be this or could it be that? Mm. You know, what's going to be the end game here?
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and by having these sort of longer chunks, Mm -hmm. it sort of means that they can tell a more satisfying story. So you're not going, oh, okay, that was just, you know, there was an episode with sort of a two-minute tack on to get us to the next bit. Mm -hmm. It all works smoothly and coherently, Mm -hmm. which, again, so far has has worked, I think, really well. And I can only hope that that at least the next two-parters is going to kind of continue that hmm hey so i've got a um i've got a, a a bit of feedback on the facebook page oh have you Do i have you. and it's it's our friend tony boydell again oh, hey tony. tony thanks thanks for all the feedback giving us so far um Cheers. so i'll I'll just read this out quick so will there be such a thing as a one-off se- episode this season uh don't think so <laughs> really <laughs> was slightly worried that we were straying into robots of sherwood territory at the start of the girl who died but it turned around and while cheerfully comic Think how to train your drag uh, doctor. I mean, sorry, dragon. <laughs> it set up something very, very dark for the second part. The mm. woman who lived was an excellent two-hander that, thankfully, didn't dwell too long on the lion man business. I yeah. could have watched the doc and me discussing the curse of immortality for a couple more episodes, to be honest. Uh, Rufus Hound was splendid too. By the way, when Clara skipped back into the TARDIS with a "Did you miss me?" the whole room in our house exploded with a resounding "No." <laughs> 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 so there you have it. I think I've got oh, to dear, say I think yeah. that. That's, that's sort of the consensus view. Although I've seen quite yeah. a few people not really digging this episode very much.
0: Yeah, it's it's been kind of
1: weird. Hmm, it's had sort of a weird a weird kind of response from mm-hmm. the Capital F fans. Yeah, I mean, because uh, Chuck didn't really like it. Really. No, I mean, on the first viewing, he didn't really like it. Right, and then okay. the second time, because mm-hmm. I tried to watch this at work rather unsuccessfully, <laughs> and then came home from work and, uh, you know, switched it on when I got home before I went to bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, he enjoyed it a lot more the second time around. Yeah. I think, so yeah. I don't know if it's one of those ones, it's sort of a grower, not a show, uh, not a shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. I think it might be. Yeah.
0: And I mean, I th- yeah, I, I agree with Tony, like... I could quite happily watch uh, Capaldi and Maisie Williams like banter back and forth about their experiences, but that doesn't. But I think that probably would like that would turn the keys off. Mm. In of, you you, you kind of need the line dude in it for yes. something, something other. Than... Yeah,
1: I think if it had just been that, just relentlessly a two-hander, I think mm-hmm. you, you needed some some monster action in there, hundred percent. Yeah, I think it would
0: have got a bit Ingmar Bergman. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it could have been, yeah, or, you know, it or a bit Seventh Seal, you know, yeah, been yeah. sitting on the beach playing chess and, yeah. you know, talking about the nature of existence and stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, overall, for me, I think it, again, it's sort of that whole, it's not really a 2 part but is it sort of thing.
0: Yeah.
1: I think, you know, your mileage will vary with that, but um, mm-hmm. for me, I think it's, I think they can chalk another success up with this one. Oh, yeah.
0: So, uh, do you want to do some scores?
1: Yeah, I mean, but are we going to score mm-hmm. them individually or as one? That's what I was about to ask because it's it's strictly, like
0: I say, it's strictly speaking not two part, but it kind of is. So, <laughs> hmm.
1: I mean, I'm feeling well, like it's going to be individual scores for me because yeah. they're they're just kind of too different.
0: Yes, there's it's not like you know the, the last two last four episodes where it's like definitely it's one story. Yeah, I think we have to like rate them individually. So I think. Mm-hmm. And girl who died, I'll give it probably a hmm. See, it wasn't bad. I'd, I'd give it a bit. I'd definitely, definitely six. Okay, I might I could punch it up to seven for Maisie Williams. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think I'm the same. I so, think if yeah. we had someone not as good as her, mm-hmm. you you couldn't score it as highly. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you that one.
0: Yeah. um... Now the woman who lived obviously stronger than the uh, girl who died. I would give it probably. I think maybe it's definitely, definitely seven. I would I
1: would say maybe it's
0: eight actually.
1: Yeah. Um. Again, I, I sort of again the Maisie Williams factor sort of mm-hmm. adds a point. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna again say to say the same say the same thing. It's cool. it's an eight. I mean purely for the purely for the doctor and uh, a shielder. Mm -hmm. Um, interaction stuff for me. That really, that really made it. And um, so, yeah, I mean, and really, what what sealed it for me was that sort of that final conversation in the bar and Mm -hmm. the intrigue that that could follow. Um, I, you know, I really hope that it gets followed up on this series Mm. because I I don't want them to lose the momentum and say, oh, you know, she'll come back after you know the next season of Game of Thrones, or whatever, and we'll have her back next year. I, w- I want them to to really push to clamp down on that momentum and mm-hmm. to to have a back i mean i don't I'm probably completely wrong about her, the Minister of War stuff, but yeah. it would be a nice link in, and I think it would be quite effective
0: mm. mm-hmm.
1: you know I mean is it too much to hope for maybe the coalition of evil companions <laughs> <laughs> you know that would be pretty pretty, that'd be pretty nifty <laughs>
0: nice. Um, so we do have an email from Ooh. Shane. Hey! Uh, he says, Slightly belated email regarding the Doctor's opening Beethoven monologue at the start before the flood. While it mm-hmm. appears the Doctor is breaking the fourth wall, a potential alternative way to read the scene is that the Doctor is simply talking to himself. It's mm-hmm. been mentioned before that one reason that why the Doctor has to have a companion around is that he's so garrulous that he needs someone to talk needs someone around to talk to. If memory serves, didn't listen to have Capaldi's Doctor talking to himself p- to begin the episode. I don't think that's necessarily what happened in before the flood, but it's another way to look at the scene. I'm fine with the purpose being uh, being ambiguous, as it gives us more as fa- us fans more to talk about. Yeah, I agree with that, but I think it's very much just breaking the fourth
1: wall. Yeah, for me it is. I mean, it's um, to to sort of go back to old who, if you remember the face of evil. Mm-hmm. There's a bit rather like the doctor saying, you know, the Sonic screwdriver can't help me now, sort of thing, mm-hmm. and he's directly looking at the camera, just yeah. like. At the beginning of um, with the Beethoven monologue, yeah. so I mean, I think probably a better explanation is that he's talking to Clara.
0: That
1: mm. um, obviously we can't see her because, like, she's sitting like, like it's like she's yeah. sitting next to us. Yeah,
0: that we we're are just we're, we're seeing it through her eyes.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like sort of the first person shooter idea mm-hmm. that we are seeing direct. I mean, this is sort of the companion experience mm-hmm. of the doctor explaining something to you a million miles an hour, and you just had to keep up. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I don't think that's uh that's a, a, a bad theory in any way, shape or no. form. But I mean, what I mean, again, sort of the, the hype grows again for the Capaldi solo episode mm. that we're getting, because, again, it was a lot of not him on his own, but sort of bouncing off someone else. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see.
0: Uh so let's uh, put this one to bed. Uh yes. so you know, all the usual places you can reach us create a show at Simply Syndicated dot com, uh Facebook and Twitter. Uh also do have all the other good shows on Simply Syndicated uh coming soon. Uh Remote Patrol Oh Boy, which is uh <laughs> our quantum leap review show.
1: Yeah, get hyped for that. <laughs> wait, I can't wait till they get to the episode where he's a monkey. <laughs> That was something else. I remember watching that like. Gah? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what have I had of my tea today? <laughs>
1: <laughs> As they can also check out the movie news show, mm. which uh, I uh, last week I had a, a quick guest appearance on, which was awesome. Nice. Um, and all the other shows from Simpsons and Kied, uh Tommy Trivia War Nine Thousand, mm-hmm. uh, Nerd Hurdles.
0: Yep. Uh, for those about to rock,
1: the <laughs> greatest events in sporting history. <laughs> yes.
0: Take a leave it to act to tell. Yep, all of those. Yep. So, (laughs) that being said, thank you very much, Emma. Thank you, Mike. And we'll talk to you next time.
1: Okay. It's just in the lines are still shit. <laughs> oh, Christ on a bike! Why? <laughs> going Why so was well. I only programmed to feel pain? <laughs> My dreams of conquest. conquest. Oh, you know what I've... Oh, do you know what I What's was that? gonna say? What's that? And I forgot. Hmm? Um, bloody! You know that thing where uh, the doctor's riding the horse? Oh yeah. Do you remember there's that episode of The Simpsons where Troy McClure's being a uh, Jedediah Springfield and it, it cuts in between him fighting, you know, the long shot and then him fighting the, the, uh, the like the buffalo, riding on the buffalo and he's clearly just, you know, like on a barrel being pushed or whatever. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of because obviously there's a long shot and it's not him and then there's the yeah. older I forgot about it. Oh,
0: bless. I can stick it at the end.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's just, well, obviously, when they cut between it, it's obviously like the barrel thing that they're riding on, it was like going, yah, yeah, sort of thing. So, <laughs> I don't know. Just uh, tickled me because I could, that's what it reminded me of. Nice. Oh, bloody hell, the Lions are in the red zone. Oh. Go, Lions, go. <laughs> we just got a penalty, so first. Oh, shit, what's wrong with. Oh, no, no! Matthew Stafford's hurt his hand! Oh. No, he needs his hands to throw balls! <laughs> hang on. Hand it off, hand it off! Get in, get in, get in! Fuck! <laughs> Second and goal. <laughs> hang on. Oh, look, he's the plane, though! Oh, you bastards. Why? <laughs> okay, hang on, so, Hang on. wait for the next play. Have you, is that a, the... Houston Texans are getting absolutely violently killed by the Dolphins at the moment. Right. Third and goal. What happened to second a goal? <laughs>
0: I'm so tempted to put this at the of
1: the episode. Oh, no, do it. it oh, we've called a timeout. That would be helpful. Oh, God. <laughs> can't manage a clock. Can't fucking score a touchdown. Can't do anything. they <laughs> like the coffee machine, you know. From bean to cup, they We fuck up. <laughs> Prince Charming, Prince Charming, ridicule is nothing to be scared of, don't you ever, don't you ever, stop being dandy, showing me you're handsome. Oh, fuck off! Fuck! I don't like this game. (laughs) Sucks. Ugh, Christ. Theo, you knob. (laughs) Just kill me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yay. football (laughs) put all of this at the end put all of this at the end make everyone feel my pain